calling all lovers of mystery and fans of a good story. If you haven't already heard me talk about June's journey, you're in for a treat. It's time to don your detective hat in this free hidden object mobile game that delves into the captivating journey of June Parker, a self-proclaimed detective on a quest to unravel the mystery surrounding her sister's untimely death. In June's journey, you get to play as June, deciphering clues and unveiling secret plots within thousands of beautifully illustrated scenes. And did I mention it's set in the glitzy 1920s? New chapters are added weekly, so you will never run out of new thrills to uncover. And you can also personalize and decorate your very own Orchid Island where the story takes place. How sharp are your detective skills? Find out when you download June's Journey on your Android or iOS device, or play online via Facebook games. Your detective journey awaits. Hey there, it's Rachel Ballinger, and I am thrilled to invite you to Rachel Uncensored, my podcast where I get real with my friends and celebrity guests, where we talk about all sorts of topics. From personal stories to hot-button issues, we cover it all. New episodes drop every Wednesday, so make sure you tune in on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss out on the fun and candid conversations we have here on Rachel Uncensored. Welcome to Fireteam Chat. Destiny 2 has been revealed. I am stoked. Joining me today is CJ Gibson. What's up? Fran Mirabella. Hey, Guardians. Sean Finnegan. What's up? And later, my name is Bife, is going to join the show. I am super excited. Hey, if you guys listen on iTunes, by the way, please leave us some love in the form of a review. Let us know what you think. Today, we'll be recapping all the Destiny 2 news that we've learned so far, giving our reactions to the big reveal, talking about what we want and hope the gameplay could be, and Bife is going to drop some lore knowledge on all of us. First up, here's what we've learned. In the Destiny 2 reveal trailer, we learned that the tower is under siege and being attacked by the Cabal Red Legion led by Gaul. He's blown up your vault, blown up the city, taken the Guardian's power, forced us to flee, and will be headed to mysterious, unexplored worlds of the solar system in an effort to reunite humanity's scattered heroes. Bungie has said an immersive cinematic story is their goal. Looking forward, a gameplay reveal is coming on May 18th, according to Bungie, with a beta this summer. Now, about the full game, we also know that there are already two expansion passes confirmed for the sequel, one of which will focus on Osiris and one that will focus on Rasputin. The base game will cost $59.99 without the pass. There's a limited edition that's $99.99 and includes the expansions. And there's a collector's edition that will also cost $249.99. All the above options above the base game include the expansion pass along with in-game digital items. These digital items are a legendary sword, a legendary player emote, and a Cabal Empire-themed emblem. The collector's edition also comes with a customizable frontier bag that can be worn as a backpack or messenger bag. The bag thing is going to be important in a second. The bag has a 15-inch laptop-slash-tablet sleeve with protective pocket slip, frontier kit featuring solar panel USB charger with built-in light, paracord solar blanket, limited edition steelbook case, cabal-themed collector's box containing booklet with secrets into the cabal empire, cabal schematic, collectible postcard images, cabal military pawns. Finally, we learned that the bag is from a new character named Hawthorne. 
GameStop's website says, Born in the city, Hawthorne left as a teen to seek a life of freedom in the wilderness outside the safety of our walls. She has survived for years outside of Guardian's protection and has come to learn her true purpose, to provide shelter to humanity by helping them not only survive, but lead a better way of life. This is a frontier bag as worn by Hawthorne. In it, you'll find tools and a place to store the valuable equipment you uncover on your own adventures. And that is all that we know so far. Expect more soon right here on IGN. Guys, that is a ton of news to go over. That's everything. We saw the reveal trailer. I need to hear from CJ right away. What's your initial reaction? Don't worry. PVP is coming. I know. Yeah, dude, you are amped. It's like even just listening to you. It's like we're all running on this Destiny 2 high. Um, I'm super stoked. Obviously, PC, huge news. Looking at your vault explode. Oh, that shot like yeah. just crushed me. <laughs> it hurt that, your soul yeah, it did. That was the one I'm like going, Oh no, it's really gone. So, um, but yeah, just the storytelling, uh, the focus on Kate, I think was really smart. Uh, he obviously stole the show and taken King. And yeah, I'm stoked. I'm amped. I mean, I'm, I'm super excited with everything that I saw. So. Uh, I think everybody knows I'm a little excited. Fran. <laughs> yeah. We haven't heard much from you. We did the live show yeah, together. We did hear a lot. We, we saw your live show reaction. I want to yeah. hear from you today. It's yeah. been a day. Yeah. It's, it it's settled. It's interesting, you know, playing this game for two and a half years and uh, from the alpha to now. Obviously, I'm super excited. I mean, we've been waiting just to see the proof that it is real, the proof that it's actually coming this year. Uh, so I was just stoked to finally see that all culminate this week. Uh, I was worried we had to wait longer. So I'm excited, but I want to see the gameplay. And I know we're going to talk about that later. But I really, really like the story representation. I said that on my Twitter. But the human angle, you know, like it's – the city is under siege. There's a lot of, like, culture on Earth, and you're down below. Uh, that seems to be grounding it a little differently than the last Destiny we knew, which was this sci-fi epic, um, a little more obscure, like Lord of the Rings and all these languages or whatever. I don't know. It looked very straightforward to me. You've got Zavala and Cade and Ikora Ray, and now, you know, well, Vife will get into it, too. We've got these other characters that we know. I was relieved to see that it was not just all washed away. And you know what? We're going to redo Destiny because yeah. people didn't understand the story. So, yeah, my initial reaction is pretty excited. They clearly have been listening to feedback. Um, and although I saw a lot of feedback from people who don't play the game, like, whatever, it's just Destiny. Um, I think there's a lot to be read out of this first trailer of the direction they're going. Just like I made that comment about the posters being human faces um, really representing what I, I think is a different storyline here, or an angle, I should say. Yeah, Not yeah. a different storyline. Definitely. Finnegan, I want to hear two things. <clears throat> I want to hear yeah. your initial reaction. I want to know about that timed content exclusivity and your <sighs> thoughts on it. You well, let's the, start with the good, the right? Let's start with player. the good. You're the Xbox player in the yeah, room. Yeah. You represent their voice. So let's hear what you got to say. So let's start with the good. I'm pretty amped on everything I saw. All they really had to do to sell me on the experience of Destiny 2 was say the words cinematic immersive storytelling because that was the weakest part of the first right? game to me. And as a film guy and a movies dude like that's my main concern is tell me a great story and everything that we've seen so far with the focus on Zavala and Ikora Ray and the Guardians and the Vanguard and the conflict in the city uh, it makes it feel like this is going to be an epic conflict that I get to be uh, an Im like that I get to impact as a Guardian so that sounds awesome it gives me kind of feelings of like a fall of reach or like Halo 3 yeah. when uh Things Earth is under so assault. Well. Yeah, yeah, things aren't going so well. It's humanity's last front. You kind of get that sense, that evocative feel. And I love that. I'm a big Halo fan, obviously. And uh, it just kind of feels like a little bit on that same scope and scale. So I love that. Uh, 
I was a little bummed to see that <laughs> exclusive content was still going to be a For thing. Sure. And uh, it was uh, one of our other producers out here, Brian Malkowitz, who pointed out that there's like a little asterisk there that says at least – Till fall 2018 will be the PlayStation 4 exclusive, which, if you're a cynical person, could be taken to mean that they could pull something right out of the Rise of Iron book and make that exclusive content not just one year but actually two years. So for Xbox players, we still haven't gotten a lot of stuff from the Rise of Iron stuff, and we won't get it until Destiny 2 comes out, which is then, so yeah. long. It literally is uh, part negotiation. If PlayStation ponies up, yeah. uh, they can renew that. Yeah, and so that's the thing. is like I totally understand the business angle of wanting to make PlayStation – or make your platform, if you're Sony, more desirable by offering – uh, exclusive content. I think that is totally a valid business move and it's good for the business because you got to look at it like a business, which is, hey, we're encouraging players to play this multi-platform game on our platform by offering them incentives. Totally get that. But I also think that as a consumer, I find that a little anti-consumer because now me and a bunch of other Xbox players are being deprived of experiences that PlayStation 4 people are getting. Uh, in some cases, entirely. Like, I don't even want to bring I, up Hawkmoon again. Yeah, how it I, I want to ask the actual game. Yeah, yeah. I want to ask something. So, Scorpio's not announced yet. We haven't. We don't even know what that console looks like. When that drops, what if they were like, "By the way, there will be other content that's exclusive to Scorpio." What if they do a double? I don't think you'll see it. But I mean, yeah, I'm I'm saying we're talking sky hypothetical. Yeah, we're talking about hypotheticals. So that would be kind of cool too. But I'm just against though, right? Yeah, but that's the thing is like stuff, and you're robbed of stuff. That's what I'm saying is like I don't I don't mind the fact. Like, I'm not arguing for platform exclusive content being anti-consumer just because I'm an Xbox person. I would make the argument the same way if it was Xbox getting the content versus PlayStation 4. I don't like the idea of some people getting something where other people don't when they're all paying the same amount for the same product. That's the idea yeah. that I yeah. have a problem yeah. with. It's very hard to understand. Like, right. Sony's subsidizing that technically. But it's super obscure to us. You know, we don't see any benefit from that. Um, I mean, even if you play on PlayStation, sure. But again, it's not across the whole game. It's confusing, you know. And we'll see if that's a performance issue, too. Because just speaking of, uh, yeah, like the next, you know, iterations of PlayStation and Xbox, like that could be a thing. Like what if the game runs better on those next versions of consoles? I mean, it will run better on Scorpio. Well, not run better, but it should look better. Well, but there's, yeah, I mean, literally Tomb Raider and other, uh, you know, games performed better on account of they had graphical options within it so yeah. that stuff starts happening high frame rate options, mode yeah, high detail mode yeah, 4k mode yeah i'll get a ps4 pro i don't think you'll yeah. see competitive differences i mean the pc will be a competitive difference 144 frames if you want it or whatever yeah but i, I, I think, a Scorpio think too, so. you know like i don't think they're going to release a game that like it's either going to be 60 or 30 hopefully uh, but I get yeah. your point. Like, what if Scorpio solves some frame rate issues yeah. in the middle of some maps that have issues? I would hope they've got that under lock and key that, you know, if anything, it just looks better. It's not going to cause. I think, I think by and large, you'll see parity between all the platforms, PC included. Like, I don't think that you'll see. PC will look the best. No, Come it on. will. It will. Yeah. But like, if yeah. you look at performance any... parity. Okay. Yeah. But okay. if you look at. Most graphics comparisons between PS4, Xbox One, and PC when the game is designed for multi-platform, yeah, PC looks the best, but not by a significant margin where it's like definitively the best experience that you're willing to pay a thousand more dollars than you would for an Xbox for, One or a PlayStation for you, 4, right? If we look at Mass Effect Andromeda, I would say the PC experience was probably one of the better experiences out of the platforms available. There were some issues with the, the PS4 Pro. Uh, just chugging, just chugging issues mainly that I didn't encounter on PC. Yeah, I'm just saying. Did they affect the gameplay? Like you couldn't aim your. You it know, was just slow down. 
I'm just saying in general, like I think consoles are consoles and PC, especially for multi-platform games, like do a pretty good job of making sure that their experience is almost as bit, almost as bit every valid as the PC experience. Obviously PC gameplay is going to be on another level by virtue of it being generally a thousand or $15 more expensive of a machine and packing a bunch more punch in the power department Mm -hmm. as far as hardware goes. But like, I don't know. I mean, I don't think that people are really looking at a game like Destiny for that type of thing. You know, I, yeah. I have I have to propose a question to everybody at the table, and uh, yeah, we're talking about 60 FPS and PC. We're all stoked. A normal person who PC, has not like, who yeah. has not played Destiny Two, they watch this trailer. We're all like, "Yo, there's Shax, there's Cade, there's a uh, Zavala." You know, all the characters in the trailer. Creed. Marty Sleva watches. He's like, yeah. "What is happening in this trailer?" <laughs> yeah. But he said yeah. it in a positive way. He's yeah. like, "Oh, cool! If this is the tone, yeah, that really struck me." Do you think we're gonna get that new audience? Do you think they're they're grabbing those people right now? Yeah, I think that already shows a little bit it caught marty he thought the roundtable right discussion that we saw them unleash of like oh, all this personality between Harris yeah. and caden zavala that's like almost intriguing t- you know it's super old to us mm-hmm. but to him it's totally brand new and he made the comments like, oh it's gonna be more like borderlands like snarky and to me it's normal they've been moving in that direction for a while but yes i think They've already started down that path. They've, they're capturing people with a new tone. I also don't think it's just like a they only had one chance to do it, right? Like yeah. we'll see more people get more interested as we see gameplay and more assets and more teasers and more reveals and E3 announcements and all that stuff. I think this is the first step in a long stairway up to getting yeah. a whole new audience. Uh, somebody – sorry, go ahead. Yeah, no, just wanted to mention. Yeah, I think the first one was very ambiguous. Even for us, like we came into it, didn't know much about it, and you never felt any re- emotional connection with any of the characters. We all joked, oh, it was a cutscene with, with text on it. Just yeah. your guardian. But even him, it's like, how many lines did he say? Yeah, <laughs> Five. Not many. You know? And then after that, it was kind of like, all right, you saved the day. See you later. Thanks, uh, little late. <laughs> so, yeah, I think this is definitely a step in the right direction. That's what happened. Thanks, you know? Guardian. Is, is this the I've end? I've got work to do now. <laughs> exactly. I do it better. But it remains to be, go? It remains to be was. Yeah, seen if your character will get a bunch of lines. Like, actually, yeah. I talked a little bit about this, how, like, playing a game like Zelda, which still has a long way to go when it comes to voices and stuff, but they actually have more of that. But Link says nothing, and it's still super effective. But meaning the support from these awesome voice actors. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I brought this up on the live stream. Mm-hmm. Like, I want to hear Lakshmi and some of these other amazing voice actors. Like, have seen the faction leaders come to no, life? I totally that agree with you. Your awesome. character, I don't think your guardian, my guardian, has to say that much in oh, order God. to get his point across, right? Yeah. Look at Master Chief, right? Like, barely. Master Chief barely <laughs> says anything, Best and it actually ever. allows people to – identify more as the person in the mask because yeah. when That's he's not saying stuff that you wouldn't say yeah right exactly. but, the, but the supporting cast just can't be hey how's it going guardian when you oh, talk yeah. to them for two no, seconds totally. at the tower no yeah. they need to have those cinematic moments where you're like oh man well the great example the great example from the first game is when the speaker's like i could tell you of the yeah, past war yeah. like, wait that sounds awesome why not please <laughs> tell me but i don't I, want we to we all had that reaction <laughs> yes yeah. so yeah uh, uh, what's been yeah. really interesting to me is looking at all the artwork that we're seeing for the game. The box art is a great example. It's four human characters. Uh, some of the branding that we're seeing on the sides of the website, it's this, these human characters we've never seen before. We don't know who they are. I almost mm-hmm. wonder if one of those characters are Hawthorne or some, it, some right? new character. Well, who are they? They're clearly integral think, to the storyline. Well, I don't know. We've seen like – They're not talking just about this, generic just the people. Three, the three human guardians right? yeah. without their helmets. Yeah, I just think they're guardians. They, yeah, like look at a game like uh, I believe Ghost Recon Wildlands. No well, no, but I think it's 
point and counterpoint here. Your point makes total sense, Destin. They're digging into these characters on the covers. But, but look at something sorry. like Wildlands where they just use the same characters. But you, you design your own character. That's fine. The whole thing that bothers me is they're all human. They have to be integral to the story. Why humans. isn't there an Awoken? <laughs> Why isn't there an Exo? Why don't they at least balance out the species yeah. available there in is. the game? His name's Cade. <laughs> He's, He's in the marketing the material, He's not but on the, covers. the box art. I know, like, but what I'm that, saying is like – Are they just I like, just oh, humans part of a strategy audience? Because, no way. No, but We're going to see more about these characters. Uh, maybe, but I think it's because – Do of, I smell an in and out bet? I bet these are just <laughs> you regular guards. Steak dinner, I was yeah. going to say. I thought it was a steak dinner. <laughs> <laughs> like, I mean, look at the art that's behind you, right? Who are those guardians? Were those integral guardians to the story? No, no they're just they guardians. They're visually unique. The fact that they went all human characters, maybe there's going to be other box art that comes out yeah. later. I'm really curious. I think it's a totally doing. valid point. Like, who, who knows at this point? But yeah. wouldn't you also admit that, well, it might be about – does just like they've done before, but designing your own character, you living in this sort of you know faceless character because it's whoever you design, and seeing the whole thing play out around you because it's actually you, Destin, in that suit. Right. The only o- the only other thing I could think is they did a case study and they're like, oh, people like seeing humans better, they identify right. more, with but, it, so they're going to buy the product. Right? That was the, that's the, the only yeah, other yeah. thing I think it could be, but I just I don't think Bungie would do that. I think there's lore tied to something we're seeing there. Maybe. But the was, Travelers on the original box art. Yeah. But there was uh, saying on the live stream, I thought that, um, you know, we kind of had gone over them, but don't you think they want more of a connection than this sci-fi epic, this sort of vague interplanetary, all these species? Like, meaning, don't you think they're just trying to bring it home to, like, I understand Earth. You understand Earth. Yeah. Earth's under fire yeah, by right. these things, and you have to save it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like, don't you think it's more just about that? Uh, I'm not saying yeah, they should like, be characters, no, but that's what I think they're focused on. That's friend. I think that's the most telling point, which yeah. is like this is a story of Earth being invaded by the Cabal, and nothing says that stronger than here's three humans as opposed to – well, if you didn't know Destiny and you looked at it and you saw one human, one robot, and one silver elf human lookalike – Vampire human, space World of vampire Warcraft human has an elf that's, on the cover. Yeah, but that's yeah. World of Warcraft. Like <laughs> everyone knows, yeah. World of Warcraft is straight up fantasy. It's got dragons and stuff. Like you just wouldn't know what to think if you weren't looking at that. That is know? true. I will say because one of the one of the shots that struck me the most was the uh, I'm trying to think the oh the uh, the I think it's daughter and uh, mother yes. being pulled out the of family. the bubble. Yeah, the family. Yeah, and that, that I'm like oh wow, and that is something you do not see anywhere in Destiny you don't One see, whatsoever. You don't see children very often being put no. in peril in video games. Yes, you don't no. see so, not people who are guardians. Yeah. yeah, but within the context of Destiny story, it was like whoa, that is like, like it was a big moment. Whoa, they're hurting yeah. these people. I exactly. want to kill the cabal. Yes, yeah. Again, so to, that was really smart. Yeah, to me, that's the very clear point here. Like we are all humans on Earth looking up at yes, we get an idea of Mars and Venus and all this, but like they're grounding it in a story we understand, and it doesn't it give you immediate like oh. Man, we got to save Earth. Yeah. It'd be the same as like we've seen this. You've got to save the U.S. You live in the U.S., Destin. They're targeting you. No, meaning if <laughs> yeah. I live in another country. The wall's down. we got to protect <laughs> Independence Day. They're targeting. Michael Bay when yeah. we need him. I think no, that's they're so targeting true, the demo, yeah. right? Like, like they, in you, Independence yeah. Day, it's that's the U.S. that's under threat. <laughs> we got to have that speech. Welcome to Earth. Like <laughs> Will Smith says, welcome to Earth. But where is he? He's like in the Nevada desert. Yeah. You know? As a Canadian. And this he wears like the most U.S. Air Force the flag, on his sleeve, exactly, just waving across the tower. This is welcome America. to America, CJ. I know <laughs> everything ro- revolves guys. around us. CJ's so American, American now. <laughs> I know. Know. He's gotten all brash 
collection of things. Oh, it's so, hilarious. So <laughs> one thing about the trailer, we see the perspective of Cave. We see the perspective of Zavala right there. Yeah. Yeah. They a seem, nice contrast between the characters. They seem mm. separated. They, like they're yeah. not together, right? Yeah. No. Do you think that it's possible? I had this theory during the rewind. Do you think it's possible that we could end up with a different faction depending on which class we pick at the beginning? Hunter, Titan, Warlock. Hmm. Like if you pick Hunter, yes. you end up with Cade 6. If you pick Titan, you end up with Zavala. And there, maybe there's a third faction we're going to learn about later. I, I, I think mean, so. I think that would be pretty cool. cool. Yeah. But I'd hope that it's not like totally different story experiences. That, why not? It that could be. be. Because I would want, I wouldn't want to, I'm a Titan and I would rather, I'd much rather be with Cade. Uh, <laughs> Hunters, exactly. Yeah. 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 But no, because like, they kind of did that. Cool. You, they kind of did that when you got your powers in the other one. Like if you were a Hunter, you had that little moment. It was like a multiplayer map and you picked up, you know, the quiver. And well, you so, had, you know, so what I mean is like, yeah. I like the idea of a tailored experience based on your class, but I just hope it isn't the whole campaign or like even a significant chunk of the campaign. Cause so like think about the Taken King when you earn your new subclass. I think it'd be like through level five and then you meet up because they need the multiplayer portion right. to be intact. Yeah. And yes. it can't be that big of a Yeah. Barrier. Or just like, again, like what if there's a part of the campaign where you have to earn a subclass like you did in uh, the Taken King yeah. where it's like a very specific, you're a sunbreaker or you're a night stalker yeah. uh, or you're a, whatever the warlock one is called the Sith Lord dude. Yeah. Uh, and you have a very specific mission and like or set of missions to earn that stuff. That could be really cool. I just hope it isn't the whole thing. I got yeah. an idea. Yeah, Storm, what do you got? Storm call. Oh, so one other one other note. So Sean, would it sell you? Warlock. Would it sell you anymore? I just love to interrupt, friend. Would it sell you anymore if if <laughs> what's happening? Would it sell you anymore if each of those uh, were tied to factions? So like the faction thing having more weight than just go walk up to that guy and say I pledge allegiance. No, that would what be if that's how you pick it at the beginning. That would be really cool. Again, like if you want to take a look at what i what i wanted factions to be and i what i kind of thought that they were going to be when they got introduced which was you know you already had new monarchy dead orbit and whatever the other one is what's the other one uh, blue one future war Call. future war Call. Yeah. uh and then they were announcing like foundry stuff like the haka and omelon stuff and the Suro stuff i yeah. thought that that was the first steps towards them doing the world of warcraft thing where there are your main factions. There's Alliance. There's Horde. But then in those, there's a whole bunch of sub-factions. Some of them are neutral. Some of them are Alliance-oriented. Some of them are Horde-oriented. Some of them are, like, evil. And all of them have their own rewards and, like, reputations and bonuses that you can get and gear that you can get. If that would be – if that's something that is one of the new systems that's way more explored in Destiny, I would be so on board with that. That would be way cool. Brand, sorry I interrupted you before. What <laughs> no, you say? that's cool. It gave me more time to think about it. All right. What you um, got? Yeah, no, I, what I think they're going to do, it's a really nice setup. I don't know if you've played games like this, a more recent one, For Honor, right? It takes you through several different classes. The story just plays through each faction yeah. uh, as part of it. But what I think works really well in this setup, because you have to give each character time to develop them. Also, honestly, if you're going to spend all this money on all these really nice in-game cutscenes and lines, mm-hmm. I think it would play really nicely. Let's say, for example, we start the game with Zavala and we're out there with him and he gives a speech to us but we're starting with him you go through a few missions and then he's like you know Guardian I need you to see Kate immediately and you go you go fly off like that and you control your ship and you go see yeah but no but then you land with Cade you know you know what he's up to maybe even get some of that chatter but then you go you go play part with Kate he sends you over to a core array maybe it's something like that Um, and then they're right they start to come together and then we visit Osiris and they're all like Right. Quick, we have to go get Eris. Actually, never mind. We don't. Let's just leave her there. <laughs> no, she's just gonna like <laughs> randomly show up. Hopefully, but yeah. uh, anyway, I think that would be a nice way to play out the story um, because then you get 
all the characters developed. Yeah. And you kind of want to see them all together eventually. Almost, well, it, it's a little like Lord of the Rings, too. Um, you know, eventually everybody bans Have together. my sword. Yeah. yeah. Here's the only thing I'll say, and real quick before you move on. The only reason why I think it should be some kind of branching path or custom thing is how many characters do you have right now? Two. Out of your three. Three. Well, I have three, but you mean uh, classes? Yeah, how many classes do you have? I have two classes right now. All right. And the story's the same every time. That's right. So I'm not disagreeing with custom no. stuff. I think adding that to what right. I mentioned is great. But you have not still yet do played it. a Titan. So the reason why I think it would be good is because having a branching story in a way that was a little bit different or slightly, you know, custom gameplay to that class would be super cool. It'd be cool. And, and it would be oh, an yeah. incentive for everybody to have different characters, totally. not be three not hunters three or three yeah. warlocks. Or I'm starting to tighten before it's all over. <laughs> yeah, you are. Well, I'll believe it when I see it. You will see it. But anyways, yeah. Um, but no, I think you should do that as well. Like, I like the custom mm-hmm. missions. But I was just saying, I don't want to have the beginning of the game, for lack of a better way to put it, have to be that way. Like, I have no, to choose that. a spot to start. Yeah. I'd rather, yeah, you or leave like, me into these Yeah, things. or like, what if it all leads to a climax where if you're a Titan, you have to play alongside a whole bunch of other Titans in this epic war? And then the hunters are doing their thing, the warlocks are doing their thing. But then when you go through the campaign again, when you're a different class, you're now that part of it doing a different part. That could be cool. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, there's ways of making a weaving narrative that's still cohesive but has some tailor-made customization stuff. stuff. Sure. That'd be really cool. Totally. Well, final thoughts, Sean. Are you stoked? Yeah, very amped. I mean, I'm kind of that jaded guy who's like, all right, I'm excited but not so excited where I'm like – sweating bullets like I want this thing to come out immediately like it's going to come out when it's going to come out and when it does I'm going to be really cool like, he's a man on the edge yeah like I'm gonna, you know, I'm excited to play it but he's I'm not like uh, but he's going to play it cool I'm not like scouring out. the internet for spoilers or you know yeah. diving into the grimoire or I'll be doing like that. that don't worry Yeah, <laughs> Brand, it for you. it's going to be cool yeah. I'm excited it's going to yeah. be fun Cool. I feel like it's a trick question of course I'm excited I wouldn't yeah. be here so yeah that's true CJ I'm amped. I mean, it's one of those things where uh, Fran and I were talking about this uh, yesterday. Bungie, I mean, I think this really could be one of Bungie's greatest games ever. And and it's one of those things where Ooh. it's the second iteration on, like, like PlayStation 4, so they've got a chance to work with the engine a little bit. Halo 1 and 2, if you compare what those games were, Halo 2 was a dramatic improvement over Halo 1. So much so that that game, like, lasted long into the Xbox 360. Very few games survived that far out from Xbox. So... Their second iteration on PlayStation 4, Xbox, all that other stuff. Um, it, again, I sound like I'm fanboying out here, but they, they understand what this is like. There's an immense amount of pressure on them and expectation. But if any company who can do it, I think Bungie will do it. So the expectations are high, but... Yeah, I'm stoked, and I think they will deliver. He thinks it's going to be Bungie's best game ever. Yeah, you heard it. Ah, Whoa. Really to skirt do. around Whoa. it. I really do. Obviously, I'm excited, but let's take a moment to learn a little bit more. Yes. Friend of the show and a truly amazing content creator, my name is Bife, actually put together a little bit of lore information for the lore fans out there. You can check him out, look up on YouTube, but my name is Bife. Here's some more info about the lore for all of you guys from him. Greetings, Guardians. My name is Bife here. Thank you very much to the guys on Fireteam Chat for letting me share my expertise on these few areas of lore. Normally, I would go a little bit longer on these topics, but in this instance, we've got a schedule to keep to. So here's all the important lore that you need to know in a condensed form. First off, let's talk about the aggressors, the Cabal. The invading force is a new legion, not one of the ones that we already know of in the Sol system, such as the Sand Eaters or the Blind Legion. This is the Red Legion, a group that we have never seen before. Their elite fighting force includes these melee Red Guard warriors and their specially trained attack hounds. 
the Red Legion is led by this guy, Gaul. No, not Gary. For Gaul to be the commander of the Red Legion means that he is probably the Primus of the Legion. Cabal leadership structure starts in the lowest rungs with the Bracchus of their commanders. Then it moves up to Val, then Valus, then at the very top a single Primus for each Legion. Everyone down to the lowest Legionary will have their lives determined by what the Primus decides. However, I don't want to immediately say that it's the case that Gaul is a Primus, given that this Legion may have got instructions very specifically from the Cabal Emperor himself to invade. This is actually another important question. Why did the Cabal invade in the first place? And the simple answer to that is because we whooped their ass harder than Lord Shaxx 1v1ing a Kindergarten. When we killed all of their commanding officers back in the Taken King, they sent a distress signal all the way back to the Empire, to the head of the Cabal Empire, in fact. Within that signal were probably details about the threat that we posed as paracausal forces within the universe, the location of the last safe city on Earth, and maybe details of its defenses. They prepared for this, and they definitely have us beat at the start of the game. Now that you guys know a little bit more about the Cabal hierarchy, let's talk about those upcoming DLCs. Firstly, the Osiris DLC, aka Expansion 1. Osiris is a warlock of legendary proportions in the lore. He was at one point the warlock Vanguard, and before this, helped to defend the city at the Battle of the Six Fronts. However, he was a controversial figure and started delving into forbidden knowledge about the darkness. He believed that to defeat your enemy, you must know them. Despite being the apprentice to the Speaker, he would eventually argue with him to the point that he left the tower and chose the path of exile, taking many of his followers with him. Rumor has it that Osiris went to try and discover the epicenter of the Hive Throne Worlds, but in the process was lost in the Vex Gate system, which is somehow linked. Supposedly, this is the purpose of the Trials of Osiris, to find a fire team skilled enough to rescue him from the Ascendant Plains. Next, we have the Warmind Rasputin DLC, aka Expansion 2. A popular theory in the lore suggests that Rasputin is responsible for attacking the Traveler to prevent it from leaving the Sol system during the Collapse. This then forced it to fight the Darkness, die, create the Ghosts, and as a result, the Guardians exist. But how did Rasputin do this in the first place? Well, Rasputin is a Warmind, a superintelligence built with the purpose of defending humanity in the Golden Age. Rasputin has a vast array of Doomsday weapons at his disposal, and now controls all of the weapons from many of the other Warminds that were positioned throughout the Sol system. Originally, he was made to defend only Earth, but now has access and control of the systems on Mars, Venus, and the Moon as well. He's not particularly fond of Guardians, although he does occasionally let them help if it suits his needs. An example of this is when his bunker was being invaded by the Hive in the Dark Below. He granted us access to it so that we could purge Omnigal and save his bacon, or bites, or whatever it is Rasputin has. Finally, I wanted to talk about the thing that lore-wise excites me the most about Destiny 2. The description holds the tagline of needing to reunite humanity's scattered heroes. That's an amazing opportunity for so many reasons. Almost everyone who's read the Grimoire agrees that the best characters and the best stories in Destiny are found within the backstory and the lore, not the main game. If we have a chance to meet some of those old heroes from the backstory, 
we'd have a chance to meet some amazing characters. Saint-14, Shinmel-Fur, whatever remains of Toland the Shattered, Jaggy of the Firebreak Legions, Lady Ephrodite, and of course, Osiris. Their stories are some of the best in the universe of Destiny. Meeting even one of them would be a great chance for telling a story that really could be a defining epic for Destiny. But uniting them all, now that would be something to get excited about. Thanks again to the guys on Fireteam Chat for letting me add my thoughts here. But in the meantime, my name has been My Name is Bife, Perudasia Arastra. I'll see you, Starside. Thank you so much, Bife. You know, his content is honestly the place I go when I want to know more about the lore of Destiny. Check out all his work over on YouTube. Just do a simple search for My Name is Bife and you'll find him. That was a lot of lore. Gameplay is coming on May 18th. CJ, what do you want to see more than anything? I mean, obviously, I want to see more than anything. More than anything. Yeah, oh, PvP. Now, I of mean, of course, yeah. yeah, I do. Would I, I new don't, maps, new modes are confirmed. I mean, do you think we'll see PvP this early into it? I don't no. think so. I think no. we're they're going to we'll, show campaign. They'll show campaign. They'll do. Uh, I was actually at a friend and I were at the PS4 one where we saw the campaign last time. You know, where you were with your ghost walking through. They'll show something like that, like a quick little. Five ten minutes, um, you know, crafted section. It's a live stream. It is, but it's like it's weird that last time we did see what we, you know, I was wondering if it was the beginning of the game, and it actually was. So hopefully we'll see something from the tower or that part where let's go. Like it seems like that's the beginning. Like you know, so if they go that direction and we get that, no, that'll be cool. I, I think they're definitely focusing on the narrative story, like they've been talking about in all their marketing yep. materials. I just want to see how the mechanics are going to work yep. and how they've enhanced the product now that they've had a few years in that engine. The engine. Is, has the engine changed at all? Yes. That's what I'm most excited about. Yeah, see. the weapons and all that other stuff, like, I don't think you'll retain any of that information really once it's there. Seeing the engine, seeing it yes, if it's 60 frames versus 30, all those details. Yeah, those first, like, 10 seconds when it turns on. Mm-hmm. This is Destiny 2. That's the moment I'm waiting for. Definitely. Fran, you? Yeah, uh, that is my expectation as well is that we're going to get the campaign opening uh, and they're going to explain to everybody like, look, this is the game and try to reach everybody because as much as PvP is awesome and I play a lot of it, yeah, they're going to try to reach out with this big epic cinematic story. And, you know, we were talking about it a little bit yesterday, but yeah, I definitely just want to see, yes, this improvement in – it's not that I don't like strikes and those missions, but to me it was all very scattered. Again, I would love to see, and I don't mean quick time cutscenes and stuff like that for those <laughs> of you who are listening yesterday, but I would love to see that idea of like it starts a little third person in game on you, zooms in, and then you go and you grab your gun, you get into the firefight, stuff happens in it, camera snaps decayed, all in game. Again, I think that's what I really hope to see. And I'm not saying there's not room for strikes within that, but again, that's what I'm hoping for. I do love games, obviously, like Uncharted and Halo before it, and I just want to see more of that, so really hoping to see that. Then again? I would love to see some big, like one single scripted big-scale event involving vehicles. That's what I want to see. Like, I've said it many times before, but like... The reason Halo is such an enduring first-person franchise is because Bungie nailed the trifecta, right? Which is guns, grenades, vehicles. And it's like, how come the current Bungie doesn't have vehicles nailed in Destiny? It's like Mm -hmm. mind-boggling. There's that one moon map in multiplayer. Well, Well, no, 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 yeah. (laughs) Everyone remembers that there were vehicles at some point, but they weren't ever really properly balanced in PvP. So much so that like they kind of got eventually just phased out, and then we see... Now it's all just sparrows, and then every once in a while we'll get a mission where we're in one of those little tank things. We get to shoot a little bit. Yeah. I would love to see like a glimpse of 
a strike or a raid or some situation where two of the guardians or four, however many of them are in your party at the time, uh, have to do something on foot while one dude or two dudes have to be in a tank, like laying down siege fire or something like that. Yeah. I want my Halo 2 uh, tank on the bridge moment type thing. That's what I want to see and be like, oh, man, they're doing something cool and new that they didn't already do in Destiny 1 that I think would be awesome. Yeah, that's a smart read. That's more what I'm talking about too, like more epic – planned out um and yeah vehicles duh yeah what are they riding around in on earth sparrows <laughs> yeah. or do they have like i don't know those old rusty cars well the, outside. it does do say work? you're going you're going into space you're not sticking around on earth very yeah. long you need to get those guardians There's something cool like that right because like we all we have are like the limited experiences where like <laughs> in a strike you have to jump on their pike like the enemy pikes for two seconds yeah and no one even uses them to them fight up. everyone just gets on the sparrow and speeds by that part I'm like, oh, yeah, no, give me stuff. something cool that's vehicle that I want to shoot. Point. You know? like, and we we'll, defi- well, definitely they're going to, last little thing, they're going to showcase some of that stuff, and I believe they will. They're, they're not going to forget about us. So I think that there'll also be a point where all of a sudden they just kick into the menu and they show a few slots. Then they're going to go inventory, and then it's going to go whoosh, and it's going to be like 200 <laughs> vault space that you can access right into the game. <laughs> yeah, right. Like, yeah. yeah you just have tons the, of vault There will space. be, I think there will that's be one or two of those little things. That's what you want in a gameplay reveal? Inventory details? Where they just like they recognize we're coming back. So. That's a good point. There'll what do you do little for the fans? Yeah. You're right. It yeah. can't we'll only be like this that. awesome story campaign, sure, which I'm excited yeah. about. What about <laughs> what we want to see? Yeah. That's yeah. a good point. We got to wrap so. it up. CJ, I know you wanted to talk about Age of Triumph. We're all having a lot of fun doing the new raids. Yes. Ball of Glass is coming next week. Yes. But There's Destiny 2 got That released. old game? No, exactly. Got announced. announced. Sorry, announced. So, yeah, it's like it was fun to see all that stuff come back. We'll talk about it more next week. We, but yeah. uh Crota Raid, yeah, was really cool. Won't spoil anything, yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's neat, neat I, yeah. textures. I do want to ever, let everyone know we have a podcast showdown actually with the uh, Destiny Community Podcast That's folks, right. yes. uh, Pope Bear, uh, Briar Rabbit, some of the folks over there. 1 p.m. Saturday, Pacific time. Join us. CJ, Destin, and I are going to be uh, a little showdown with those folks. Yeah, sorry, They're, Xbox. Playing Crota. <laughs> sorry, yeah. did I say that part? We're going to yeah. be playing Crota's yeah. End. Yeah. Uh, there's just so much great Destiny stuff happening right now. We gotta wrap up this episode. There's so much amazing stuff happening with Destiny right now, but we have to go for today's episode. So until next time, Guardians out! Hey there, it's Rachel Ballinger, and I am extremely excited to invite you to Rachel Uncensored. It's my podcast where I sit down and get real with my friends and celebrity guests where we talk about all sorts of topics, and sometimes we might be under the influence when we do so. We cover things from personal stories to hot-button issues, and it's the only place on the internet you can find an uncensored version of me. It's a side of me that you might not have seen before because it's not the most family or brand-friendly, but don't worry, I'm still sort of slightly a decent human being. If you're intrigued, then make sure you check it out. New episodes drop every Wednesday. You can find it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss out on the fun and candid conversations we have here on Rachel Uncensored.